Hey guys, it's Jen Teague here with another episode of Be a Hiring Hero, the podcast. This is where we talk about all things recruiting and hiring so that you don't have to follow all of the fads and all the trends that are happening and you just get basic information, proven information on how recruiting and hiring works and you can customize it to your business. I'm Jen Teague, and I have over a decade of recruiting experience, and today I am so glad that we have a very special guest on with us. We have Danielle Julia Cuomo, and she is the president of Virtual Assist USA. So if you've ever been thinking about getting a virtual assistant, you want to take some notes, go grab a pen and paper, because she has got some really great, insightful information about hiring an assistant, a virtual assistant. And believe it or not, it's not just data entry anymore, y'all. Virtual assistants can help you where you are lacking, but maybe you don't need someone in-house. You can just hire them as a virtual person. So this episode is really great because Danielle comes through and tells us all the great things about having a virtual assistant, how they can help you, as well as that awkward situation where maybe it doesn't work out and uh, how to maybe reassign them or uh, try to get someone who has the talents that you're looking for. So stay tuned for this episode of Be a Hiring Hero with Danielle Cuomo. It is my pleasure to be able to introduce to you Danielle Cuomo. She is the founder of the firm Virtual Assist USA and is an award-winning entrepreneur. Since 2008, the firm has quickly risen to the top of the industry. Danielle used her MBA background to have a different vision for the company, and having a large team, she saw the benefit to business owners for having instant access to hundreds of different skill sets, instant productivity, and cost savings. Danielle's creative, innovative approach to business garnered her many awards, such as the Chase Bank Smart 50 Innovation Award the Athena Young Professionals Award, the Stiletto Award in Business Award, uh, excuse me, Stiletto Women in Business Award, Web of Trust Award, Pittsburgh's 50 Finest, and Business Journal's Women of Distinction. With a multifaceted business model, Virtual Assist USA has served thousands of small businesses across the world. Virtual Assist USA is currently the largest U.S.-based virtual assistant team in America. Danielle is a graduate of the Pennsylvania State University, where she received her bachelor's degree and master's in business administration. So without further ado, y'all, we're going to be talking with Danielle Cuomo, and she is with Virtual Assist USA. If you'd like any more information about her, you can reach her through Facebook at Virtual Assist USA. You can also find her on LinkedIn at Danielle Julia Cuomo. That's C-U-O-M-O. Her last name is C-U-O-M-O. And you can also find her on VirtualAssistUSA.com. Virtual assistant? I think the simple answer to that is when you need to create a more agile, profitable business, when you need to have more time um, for yourself, for your family, 
That's sort of the, the simple answer, but um, I think that there is a more um, distinct difference there between when you need a VA versus when you're ready to hire a VA um, mm -hmm. that I just want to point out. So there's a little bit of a, um, of a distinction there that uh, some people can get uh, caught up in or, or hung up on. Um, so I think when you need, you need a VA when um, you know, you're spending more time on administrative or operational work rather than building your business or doing revenue generating activities, like if it's working with your clients or developing a product, whatever that might be for your particular um, industry or vertical. Um, your family's complaining that they don't see you or you're feeling like you're not spending time you know, personally on the things that you love. Um, I've seen it also when people have lost the excitement or um, zest for running a business. They're just sort of, you know, going through the motions and they, they need that refresher. Um, you especially need a virtual assistant if you're finding that things are falling through the cracks or not getting done or you're missing deadlines. Um, you feel like you're not catching up on your work. That's a good sign that you need a virtual assistant. You know, you feel like you're drowning or constantly treading water. Um, and lastly, I think you need a virtual assistant um, if you're doing tasks or you're doing projects that you know that there's someone that can do better, faster, cheaper. Um, for, for a lot of us, for example, um, WordPress is a really popular platform now and a lot of folks can make simple edits to their website, upload images, upload blog posts, things like that. However, someone that is an expert in that platform is going to be able to do that a lot faster and therefore it's a lot more efficient. Um, same thing with um, creating graphics. Some entrepreneurs will poke around with a platform like Canva, but again if you're working with a virtual assistant that specializes in graphics, they're going to be able to, to do that um, a lot faster. And that can be a lot cheaper because you're not spending you know your dollars for that. So um, definitely when you are doing things that someone can do better, faster, or cheaper than you can, that's certainly when you should be hiring a virtual assistant um, so that's you know needing a virtual assistant and then I wanted to talk about being ready to hire a virtual assistant so simply needing a virtual assistant isn't always enough uh, you need to know that you're ready to hire one that your business can support it uh, and that you're ready to, to let go of something so there's really three things that um, happen to have to happen in your business where you know that you're you're ready to hire a virtual assistant that's if uh, your business is, is generating enough revenue. So you don't have to be rolling in cash and you know bringing in a seven-figure income. Um, you can certainly start slow with a virtual assistant. Um, my virtual assistant company, Virtual Assist USA, for example, we have really flexible plans, so we don't have any minimums. You can use one or two hours a week if you wish. Um, and so you don't have to have, have a ton of money, but you do have to be generating revenue where it feels comfortable for you. Um, you also have to be ready to let go, uh, even if it's just a little bit, but you have to, to be ready to give up on the idea that you have to have your hand in every little detail of the business. Um, if you're not sure that you can give up even a little bit of that control, you're probably um, not ready to hire a virtual assistant because it, it does involve that, that trust and, and saying, I don't need to see every single little detail of my business. Someone else um, you know, can do this for me. Um, and then third and finally, right. you have to have the, the processes in place. Um, and if you don't have processes or systems in place, that's okay, but you have to be willing to make them. And your virtual assistant can help you make them. Um, 
But you want to have those processes and systems in place so that first your virtual assistant has a guideline, you have clear expectations, and also um, just to make sure that the integrity of your brand is protected, that things are being done the, the way that you want um, the face of your brand to be seen. Uh, so that's right. Yeah, sort of the, the difference between needing and, and being ready to, to hire a VA. Well, that that's really important because I think a lot of us think, oh, I you know, I wish someone else could do this, but maybe we're not financially ready to right. do it yet. So that is important to distinguish between knowing when you need one and when you can actually afford one, not just necessarily when you want one. So that's a really great distinction there. Yeah. And you just gave us a lot of great information. I mean, the way that you were explaining how we need a virtual assistant or when we need one, I think we all agree we could use one at any point in any time. Yes. <laughs> but the yes. resources have to be there as well. Yes. So now let's talk a little bit about what kind of qualities you look for in a virtual assistant. Mm -hmm. Now, you kind of explained that a little bit um, before, but can you di dive a little deeper mm -hmm. and let us know what are some of the qualities that you look for for your virtual assistants mm -hmm. that you contract out? Yes. Um, well, I have my virtual assistants as employees, so that's something that I do that's a little bit different. Um, but all of my virtual assistants are my employees. We offer them full-time employment and, and benefits, and that just helps me to attract um, better and stronger talent, and it helps me to, um, you know, to give everyone a, a nice full-time job and it, it keeps them happy and keeps them on board but um, I think these qualities go for my business it goes for if you're hiring a solo freelancer or virtual assistant from another company um, there are important qualities and, and considerations that um, to think about um, so you know commonly you would think qualities like being detail-oriented or being efficient certainly you would think of um, being, being skilled but I think that it really goes beyond that because you have to figure and realize that this is a, a right-hand relationship. Um, this is more than um, someone that is just going to be an order taker. You want to really be looking at your virtual assistant as someone that is proactive, someone that's going to be your support in your business and, and your partner in an informal sense of the word. Um, so you want someone first that is reliable. Um, that's a must of the virtual assistant. Ideally, you're working with a virtual assistant and you can set it and forget it. Um, you're looking for a VA that can get the work done on their own. There's no hand-holding. You can be really hands-off. Uh, you also want a VA that is resourceful. That's another important quality. Um, you want someone that doesn't come to you with a problem, but they come to you with a problem and they say, here's the solution that I would propose for this problem. Is this okay? Uh, you don't want someone that comes to you and says, what do I do? Um, so someone that's resourceful. Right. Um, a few more things. You want someone that's an ideas person. This is really what I look for in my business as well. Um, it goes along with resourcefulness, but you want to have a, a VA that makes your company better in the long run. Um, you have to have someone that is proactively thinking about your business and offering suggestions. I mentioned a few minutes ago that you don't want someone that's an order taker, but you want someone that's thinking, how can I improve upon this process? How can I do something more efficiently? Is there another service line we should be looking at? Um, what are the competitors in this space doing that maybe we're missing? Those sorts of things. So. Um, if a VA is, is proactively thinking about your business and they're offering those types of suggestions, they're showing you that they're more than a typical assistant and that's what you're looking for, so an ideas person. 
you also want someone that has the follow through and follow up. These are two really, really important um, factors. So you want a VA to, to stay on top of the tasks, even if you as the client are not staying on top of them. Uh, our clients are all very busy entrepreneurs and small business owners, and they don't want to, nor do they have the time to stay on top of the tasks. So. Um, you know, in small tasks, they can fall through the cracks, but it's the virtual assistant's job to make sure that that does not happen. Very important. The virtual assistant needs to save you time, not add time for you to be checking and rechecking and, and following through on that. Um, yes, Boy, that is so yes very much so. Yeah. I've been doing this now for 11 years, and so I've seen um, that, you know, clients will often come to us and maybe they use a freelancer or another company or even someone in office. And that's a common thing that they say. So I think that's a quality that's, that's really important. And, and we do various trainings on that as well. Um, and, and finally, you, know, you want someone that's a good listener. Um, that's an overlooked uh, aspect um, in effective communication, but I think it's the ability to listen. So you want a, a virtual assistant to respond favorably uh, to your instruction with no problem, and, and there will be few, fewer chances for them to commit mistakes if they are able to, to listen and, and understand you in that regard. Um, and so those are some of the uh, traits. And then there are a few questions um, that you want to ask. Um, if you're if you're working with a virtual assistant company, um, there are some practical considerations you want to ask. Um, you want to ask if they roll over hours or if you have to use them all in one month. Um, ideally, you want them to roll over the hours, uh, and that way they're really flexible, and you don't have to worry. I have to use 25 or 40 hours a month. You have the flexibility as an entrepreneur there. Uh, for security purposes, you want to make sure that the VAs are background checked, that there's um, confidentiality and non-disclosure and security requirements in place um, and then finally you want to know about the matching process you want to say what is your matching process like um, this is understanding to see if the virtual assistant is just someone that's matched up with you because they're the next person in line or if the company is really matching you with a virtual assistant based on personality and skill set uh, work behavior we do some um, something called a DISC assessment, which is a, a personality assessment with our virtual assistants. And so we have that, that raw information yes. and, and we want to match them up on that. Um, and you're speaking to your actual virtual assistant, whether it's a freelancer or you do get the VA through a company, uh, you want to think about out of the box questions like, um, tell me about your most challenging client. That's something that um, will give you a lot of information about the virtual assistant that, um, it can just tell you about how they handle conflict, how they handle problems, if they are a complainer, if they are someone who is, again, resourceful and adaptable and a good listener. Those are things that, that you want to look at as well. Wow. Those, that's just, I have a hundred <laughs> questions just based off of what you just said. Wow. And, you know, it's funny because one of the things that I explain to people all the time is you know, whether you're looking for somebody to work with you for an hour or for a year, you mm -hmm. want to make sure you get that right person because it can mean the difference between success and failure. And asking the right questions is so critical when you are hiring anybody, whether it's a virtual assistant or a full-time employee. And so I, I completely agree with you on that. Yeah. The DISC is a great tool um, and that's actually another thing that I teach uh, my clients as well. 
about uh, having uh, different personality tests and that kind of thing. So it's definitely, those are, those are definitely really great things to do. And, you know, I think we're kind of diving really deep into VAs today because, you know, I think a lot of people do think, oh, well, you know, I just need someone to do some paperwork. They don't really need a lot of training. I just need someone for a couple of hours mm-hmm. or a couple of weeks. So they don't really invest a lot in that. So um, this brings me to my next question, actually. What kind of uh, preparation should you do for a virtual assistant? Should you write a job description? Should you have a contract? What kind of things do you need in place? And what should Mm -hmm. they include when you're looking to get a virtual assistant, whether it's for, you know, a day or for Well, first, you would always want to have a contract just to cover things like confidentiality, non-disclosure, who owns the intellectual property. You want to make sure that you as the client own the intellectual property that was completed by your VA, whether that's a website, an article, and so on and so forth. Um, Virtual assistant companies should have the contracts uh, ready made and ready for you. For us, um, we have our contracts, but sometimes our clients will have their own separate non-disclosure agreements, and we're always happy to to review and sign those as well. But when you're ready to to begin working with a VA, and and consider that a, a good or strong VA or an experienced VA will be able to help coach you through delegation and, and strategizing this, but you should be ready to have um, your priorities and your tasks outlined. So one thing that's good to do with the priorities is to simply create a Google spreadsheet and you can create priority one, two, and three, and you can even create a priority four. And that can be something like if you, um, if you run out of tasks to do this week for your virtual assistant, let's work on priority four. And it can be something that's been on your plate for a while, like market research or uh, competitive analysis, anything like that. Uh, But by listing the priorities clearly, you're telling your virtual assistant you know what your priorities are, and priority one is obviously the most important. This way your virtual assistant's not guessing, and they're not making the assumptions themselves about what they find the priorities to be. A second thing when you're starting with your virtual assistant and what you should have ready to go is really um, what I would call an algorithm. Um, It doesn't have to be complicated, but think about it like a formula. So if this, then this, um, or an if-then statement. So you want to have ready for your virtual assistant. For example, if this happens, then do that. It might be, um, if I get this type of customer service inquiry email, then I need you to respond with these three things. Um, If you're doing my bookkeeping and you come up come across this vendor in AP, then I need you to categorize it as such. Um, And again, if you are editing a video and this comes up, then I need you to edit this out. So those are just some examples of the if-then statements, but um, that's something that you really want to have ready to go when you are working with your virtual assistant and and have as as a process together. So there's a lot of prep work still for the employer yes, or and the there, business owner. Yes, to yes, get definitely. Done. I mean, there doesn't have to be, but in um, my 11 years of doing this, I think it makes a huge difference. Um, you can also spend that time for us in our company. Uh, we typically spend an hour to an hour and a half on a kickoff call with a client when we get started, and that's just our orientation call, getting to know each other, talking about things like priorities. But this is a good time um, to to work through your with your virtual assistant about those if-then statements. And if you're working with an experienced virtual assistant, you don't have to do a ton of prep work. We'll be able to help guide you through these pieces and these processes, but it is something to to think about before you get started. 
okay, perfect. Yeah. And I'm yes. all about the preparation. So, um, in almost every podcast episode I've ever done, I'm always talking about preparation yes. is key. You always have to strategize. You always have yes. to plan. You have to prepare because you can't just go at this and kind of throw things at the right. wall and hope something sticks. You have to know what you're looking for. You have to understand what their limits are and, you know, where, where you need to cut them off and also where they can expand and grow as well. So, um, so that's great that you all do those intro calls like that. So now let's kind of shift gears a little bit. Let's say someone's been working with a virtual assistant. They've been doing a great job overall, but for some reason you have to break off the relationship, whether it's revenue is maybe running low, um, there's an issue with that virtual assistant. How do you break off that relationship with a virtual assistant mm -hmm. that's been working so, with you? So uh, just the, the two different example scenarios that you mentioned. First, if revenue or budgeting is a problem, certainly talk to your virtual assistant about that. Your virtual assistant ideally would have has, has a lot of experience in the business world. Um, all of our virtual assistants at Virtual Assist USA have to have a minimum of 10 years of experience. So they've seen ebbs and flows in business before and they may be able to make suggestions for you for some revenue generating activities or other cost cutting or um, expense measures. So that's, that's one area there. However, if you feel like it's just not working out with your virtual assistant, uh, breaking off that relationship. Um, first, I would make sure that as yourself, as the entrepreneur, as the small business owner, as the client, you have to make sure that you're having agreeable standards that you're working to. Um, I say this because you don't want to follow the hire slow, fire quickly methodology here. Uh, when you're investing in a virtual assistant, you've invested time, you've invested money, and you don't want it to be such a disposable relationship. So first, I would say really taking a look at yourself and your business and saying, do I have agreeable standards that we're working to? Do I have the expectations clearly laid out? Um, have I made my meetings with my virtual assistant a priority? We suggest that our clients meet with us on the phone once a week. Um, it doesn't have to be every week, but we do encourage that. And if a client is you know, missing meetings or they're not being non-responsive to emails and things like that, you really want to look at that as the client, as, as yourself and say, what can I contribute to uh, make sure that this relationship is working? If all of that is, is being done and you still feel this is, is definitely not working, it's best to be clear and, and quick with your virtual assistant. Um, you should, when you're working with your virtual assistant, have your VA be creating a handbook or an operations manual for every single task that they're doing for you as your working relationship is going on. This way, when you do have to let your virtual assistant know that you won't be working together any longer, you as the client aren't left um, wondering how the VA did certain processes, where projects are, and, and things like that. So that communication is really important, and if you have that, that has created that handbook or operations manual as a standard, um, that won't be a problem either. But I would definitely say to, you know, be honest with your virtual assistant, offer feedback to them. Uh, but certainly, you know, look at, at the situation too and, and make sure that it's not salvageable before you uh, do anything drastic like that. Okay, yeah, that and that makes total sense. And you know, just as much preparation work as you put into hiring that assistant, you shouldn't just exactly, you know, Jen, all of a yes. sudden be quick to say, oh, okay, well, let's get rid of that person. You know, you should also take that time to, to evaluate and see maybe, okay, well, 
you know, maybe they have this skill, but I just exactly. you know, thought it was more advanced. And I should have them work on this instead. Correct. And, and I would so, add that if you're working with a virtual assistant a company, um, there are generally a lot of virtual assistants on the team. And maybe it's just not a fit with that virtual assistant. Or perhaps you have hired a virtual assistant for uh, admin and bookkeeping work. And the reason that you feel that it's not working out with your virtual assistant is that you're really getting into doing podcasts and you need someone that can help you with audio editing. And your virtual assistant doesn't have that skill. Well, not, your virtual assistant might not have that skill because that wasn't what you initially hired for. And so then if you're working with a company, you can always say to your account manager or the owner of the company or even your virtual assistant, I know I said in the beginning I really needed admin and bookkeeping. I'm venturing into the podcast world. Do you have anyone on the team that has this skill set? And, and that's something too. And that usually, right. yeah, I was going to say, and you know, business does change and I'm sure that virtual assistants change as well with that environment and uh, with whatever is needed. So um, that makes sense that it would be uh, yes. something that you would have to look into and continue to grow. Absolutely. Well, Danielle, you have given us so much great information, great. Um, a lot of eye-opening information actually uh, regarding virtual assistants. I think a lot of listeners may have just thought, oh, well, you know, virtual assistant, I'll just go find one on some micro task, you know, management site and, you know, hire someone just to do a couple of quick tasks. And those are great for, for that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But when you're looking for something, somebody more long-term or more committed, uh, it's really important, I think, to, to consider all this information when you're looking for a virtual assistant. Great. So this has been extremely helpful. Um, any closing thoughts, maybe something I didn't ask that usually people do Yes, ask I would say that, that um, the number one that question that people know? will ask me just about the industry is, you know, what, if, if something goes wrong with a virtual assistant, um, you know, what to, to do or what happens when these relationships go sour or someone will say, I hired a virtual assistant, why didn't it work out? And I think that often not enough energy goes into it. It is a really important position that you're hiring for. This is a really important person. Uh, they are going to be a partner in your business. So you really want to, you know, to take that energy and that time. Um, I will liken it, I often use this analogy, um, if you think about writing and you're writing with your writing hand and that's something that you've been doing for 40 or 50 years writing with your writing hand and someone asks you to write with your non-writing hand and they ask you to write your name and address um, that's something that you know you've probably written hundred thousand times but if you're writing it with your non-writing hand it's still pretty difficult and can be challenging to do so and maybe it just doesn't look as great and um, that's because you haven't had any practice with your non-writing hand you haven't put the time and energy into it so thinking about hiring a virtual assistant for the first time in the same way um, as writing something with your non-writing hand so you want to think about putting the time and energy and practice into hiring that virtual assistant putting that energy out on the forefront and that will certainly make all of the difference Sure, sure. That Thank is you. such a great analogy. I love that. Yep. It's something that you know, yes. but it's not something yes. that you so you could say, to. I love it. That is so great. Yes, and in, in your business, really you could say, I know how to do my customer service emails. I know how to edit my podcast. I know how to do my bookkeeping. Um, why can't anyone else figure this out? And that's because you're not putting the energy and the time into 
explaining that to them like you would with your non-writing hand. So if you can sort of frame it like that, it can really make a big difference, I think. Absolutely. And, you know, I think the more that is communicated between an employer and a virtual assistant, the better the odds are, so to speak, that you're going to have yes. success with that virtual assistant because the goals are laid out right away. Everything is talked about and there's no, I guess, hidden agenda. There's no uh, secrets. It, it's all laid out there and you know, the more that, that they explain, right. the more that the virtual assistant can assist. Correct. And that's exactly what they're there yes. for. So that is perfect. Well, y'all, that wraps up this episode of Be a Hiring Hero. And I hope you got a lot of value from this. And if you've been thinking about or maybe you've just been playing around with the idea of a virtual assistant, I hope this really helped answer some questions and brought value to your business because that's the whole goal of this podcast is just to help you with your recruiting and your hiring, no matter where you are at any stage of your business, no matter how much you've hired before, hopefully this podcast is helping you to be able to take away some of the mystery of hiring, especially in this episode when it comes to hiring virtual assistants. So Danielle Cuomo is the president of Virtual Assist USA, and you can reach her with any questions if you'd like to do a consultation or if you think you're ready right now for a virtual assistant. You can find her on Facebook at Virtual Assist USA. You can also find her on LinkedIn at Daniela Julia Cuomo, that's C-U-O-M-O, or you can reach her on her website at virtualassistusa.com. Until next time, I hope you all have a great week. Go out and be a hiring hero, the one that you were meant to be.